0: Bridge of Hope and to all who are joining us in this service. We thank God to uh, be able to worship together. Uh, brothers and sisters in the Piedmont Triad across North Carolina, the U.S. and around the world. Uh, this is a wonderful day and we're excited about it. I'd like you to open your Bibles to the Gospel of John. John chapter four, Um, uh, John chapter 4, verse 4. Uh, Today we'll be speaking uh, on a very specific topic. Um, It's very direct to our church, the Bridge of Hope Church. and Our title is Bridge of Hope Church is called to the Samaritans. Bridge of Hope Church is called to the Samaritans. Our text is John chapter 4, verse 4, and it reads as follows. And Jesus had to pass through Samaria. And he had to pass through Samaria. Bow with me. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your people. And I thank you that you love us. You love them. You love the church of God, Bridge of Hope. You purchased us with your blood. You showed us how precious we are to you by giving your life on our behalf. And now, Heavenly Father, I ask that you would anoint me and that uh, you would speak through me to your people. That we might live out our calling, our purpose, our mission in this world. For your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Bridge of Hope Church is called to the Samaritans. We are days removed from the American election night, but the biggest news is not about who is the president, but that our nation is a divided nation. In truth, it has been divided really since its beginning. It's just that wars and national catastrophes and even sports have united us superficially. But the reality is race, class, language, politics, philosophies, and cultures have always divided America. Truth be told, they've not only divided America, they've divided the church as well. We've been segregated, the church that is, by race and Language, culture, education, class, and even music for centuries. Bridge of Hope, we have these same issues among us. Social media makes that clear, unfortunately. But I want to remind you of what makes us unique. What makes us unique is that in this age of division, we choose to prioritize the gospel of the kingdom. We are a church made by God, not only for our kind of people, but for all people. Perhaps all churches don't embrace this value of the kingdom of God, but we have, we do, and we will. I want to show through the scriptures that this is not our decision, but rather this was given to us by Christ our Lord and if you look in our passage it is particularly the verse that I read it says that Christ had to go through or stop in Samaria there was another route that Jesus could have taken a longer route but he had to go through this area he had to stop Among the Samaritans, Jesus makes it clear that Samaria is ordained as a part of the gospel journey for every disciple. Luke chapter 9, verse 54, exposes the prejudice that can be in people, even Christ's disciples, and shows us that it's inconsistent with the kingdom. And God allows us to come in contact with Samaritans that these inconsistencies, these, these attributes, these characteristics that are incongruent with the gospel would rear their head and we would be able to deal with it. In Luke chapter 9, 5-54, through 54, uh, James and John wanted to call down fire and judgment upon the Samaritans because they didn't trust in Jesus or they didn't want to listen to Jesus. And Jesus said, listen, no, 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 you don't know what that spirit is that you're yielding to that's not of me it doesn't matter what they've done you and my kingdom is not a judgmental condemning kingdom no that comes out of your prejudice through the parable of the good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10 verses 25 to 37 we see that Samaria plays a significant role in shaping how disciples view the relationship between our mission and people who are culturally segregated in this world. It is the parable of the good Samaritan. Everyone else, the a Jewish man is hurt and Jewish leaders pass by and ignore him. But who looks after him, not his own kind, but a Samaritan. It is to let us know that anybody can be a good neighbor and we cannot judge people by their ethnicity or by their culture or by all of these characteristics. We must see that those who can follow God are simply that, those who follow God. In Acts chapter 1 and 8, Jesus commands us to take the gospel of the kingdom literally to Samaria. The Holy Spirit comes upon us. Remember, he says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. But before the the rest of the world, we go first to Samaria. A people that we don't necessarily like. I won't go into the history of why the Jews did not like the Samaritans and it, was, it went both ways. The Samaritans uh, severely disliked the Jews as well. Uh, but what we need to focus on is not what the history is behind uh, their relationship, but the fact that it was a genuine disgust. Yet Jesus called the church to go through Samaria. And I want to make that clear. Christ is calling us, the Bridge of Hope Church, to stop in Samaria. Passing through an area is normal. How many of us have driven through towns and didn't stop by it? Didn't stop in it? Didn't even get gas or food. Passing through is normal. Stopping in Samaria, though, is abnormal. Stopping and developing a relationship with the Samaritans is abnormal. But to see the gospel of the kingdom is not normal because Jesus and his mission was not of this world. Therefore, like Jesus, we can't act like those of this world, nor those from our own people and culture. We are in the kingdom of God. God's church does not act like church folks. God's people act like kingdom. Folk. That's why we have to stop in Samaria to love people with whom we disagree and have little in common with and even are rejected by. Our lives belong to God and therefore not ourselves. That's why 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 says, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. His Spirit dwells in you and you are not your own. Therefore you cannot live as you want to. We must live as those owned by God and so it is his kingdom that directs us it is his spirit that leads us it is his word that shines light on us so we can't think to ourselves well you know, I, I, I don't like them. You know, I'll tell them about Jesus, but that, but that's it. No, 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 no. You have to understand, we, we are not like post work, postal workers, you know. The postal workers will go and get the mail and just drop the mail off at somebody's mailbox and keep on going. They really don't care what's in there. They just did their job. I gave you the mail. It's up to you to do with it what you want. That's not how God has called his people to be. He God calls us to be like Christ. We carry the gospel of the kingdom like a postman carries the mail, except we care about the message. We care about what we're carrying. And when we get to the place we're supposed to deliver it, we actually care about the recipient. We want to know how they're doing, we care about their life because God cares about them. The gospel knows no strangers. Even though people may be strange, we've got no strangers. No wonder Ephesians chapter 2 and 19 says You are no longer foreigners and aliens But you are fellow citizens of the kingdom of God And so we must treat people As those who are going to be coming into the kingdom We must love everyone Can I ask you something, Bridge of Hope? Are you willing, like Jesus To intentionally and consistently stop in Samaria? Recognizing, oh no, you're not comfortable around certain people. There's some places you're not comfortable around. But it's not even about my comfort. It's about the mission of God, the plan of God, the love of God, and doing his will. I have to stop in Samaria. Bridge, we have to stop and be with the people. Whether we like them or not they're God's beloved not that he's already redeemed them but that he's calling us to love them and so you and I have to when we stop no doubt we will see quickly that we have differences Jesus encounters a woman at the well in John chapter 4 She is known to be a sinful woman, a woman with several men. Jesus has a conversation and discerns this and brings this up to her, not to condemn her, but to say, I know who you are. She's certainly far from the kingdom when Christ meets her, but Jesus reveals to her who he is. while he's talking to her, she's becoming convicted about her life. She does what many people do. She tries to throw up a smoke screen. She diverts the conversation and she brings up the key division between Samaritans and Jews. She says, you know, we worship at this mountain, but you all say we should be worshiping at Mount Sinai very easy for us to use our divisions to breed our our differences rather to breed divisions. The world, the world, society under the influence of Satan loves stoking divisions out of our differences. Yes, differences. Pro-gun and gun control and and, and, and Republican and Democrat and, and conservative and liberal and, and we've got all of these distinctions and black and white and Latino and Asian and, 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 and uh, newly naturalized or not even legal or, or born here from the south, from the north you, ex- you, you, you choose it we've got so much differences but can I tell you something our differences are not allowed to be used to bring division Jesus puts our differences in perspective and rejects our divisions I want you to notice what he does when she brings up that uh, you know we we we, we 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 are not the people who worship there we worship at this mountain and Jesus uh Uh, picks up that and he says to her yes you are right you you worship at that mountain but I want you to realize something that the father wants us to worship in spirit and in truth yes you worship that way because of how you were taught now you really were wrong but it doesn't matter which mountain you're talking about because at the end of the day, the Father wants us, he is seeking after those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So the first thing he does is he recognizes there is a difference. Yeah, you're right. And not only does he recognize the difference, he even states that from his perspective, and it is his divine perspective, but from his perspective, you know what? We were right. We had the right mountain, but he says, but that's the first thing he does. He recognizes and respects there is a difference. But then two, he raises up the priority of the father, which says, listen, we have something Uh, That's different between us But I'm not even going to let that get between us Because there's something more important to me Than how different I am from you You know what's more important to me? What the Father's will is And so Jesus lifts up the significance Or the priority of the Father This is how we avoid divisions We get out of focusing on everything that divides us and we start considering what is the priority of the father and then when we recognize the priority of the father when we exalt the father he says the father seeks those who will worship in spirit and in truth then he recognizes what unifies us what brings our commonality he says what The Father is looking for those who will worship Him. So number one, your Father and my Father is the same. We may be very different but let's be very clear about something. We have the same maker and if we trust in Jesus, He is our same Lord. And you know what the Father of Jesus is looking for? Those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Those who have the same spirit and those who are walking in the same truth. Listen, we need to recognize that there are some things that are different but there are also some things that are powerful that's wonderful, that's glorious and they unite us and the more we recognize that they unite us, the more we can hear each other through our differences and our differences don't blind us but our differences actually unite us by helping us to see even though we look different and talk different and even our Perspectives are different. My God, isn't it wonderful that in our differences we can love one another because we've got the same Father and we've got the same Holy Spirit and we're walking in the same truth? It reminds us in Revelation 7 and 9 where it says there were people with different languages and different cultures and different nationalities, but they are around the same throne and they're all wearing the same white robes and they're all singing the same song. Hallelujah! Glory be to God! Salvation belongs to our God. I'll tell you just like Jesus we must care more about the will of the Father. So yes that means we're going to have to uh, keep our opinions. Don't, 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 don't Don't yield yourself, act like you don't have any differences for anyone. No, we're not not getting rid of differences. Jesus acknowledged those, but you know what he is doing? He is recognizing the priority above them, allowing the Father's will to usurp everything else. The healing of the nation is not going to come by singing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. The healing of the nation is going to come by us following the will of the Father. That's how our healing comes. This nation is split. Some of you wanted Biden to win. Some of you wanted Trump to win. And some people aren't talking. And some of you are mad. And and some of you got good reasons. I'm not going to tell you who I was voting for. And I got a conviction about it. But you know what? My conviction means diddly squat. Christ means everything. That doesn't mean I'm going to change my perspective of who I would vote for, and that doesn't mean I wouldn't want you to vote for somebody different. It means Christ matters more. Bridge of Hope, if we're going to follow the Lord's will and fulfill his mission, then we're going to have to prioritize the Father's will above our own. Going to have to say, not my will, Lord, like Christ did, but thy will be done. Now look again with me at chapter 4, and I want us to go down to verse 27. In verse 27, or starting at verse 27, Jesus um, has talked to this woman, and uh, then the disciples come back. it's it's an interesting passage the disciples come back and they're just like why is he talking to this woman and what the text is not saying is why is he talking to this Samaritan woman Jesus had conversations with women all the time but we don't talk to Samaritans and the funny thing about it is they're not even talking this they're thinking it but they don't want to voice it because they're just like I don't want to say nothing and Jesus, Jesus put me in my place But they're wondering, why ain't he thinking like we thinking? Then they say, you know, they went to look for food. They brought food back. And now they're asking Jesus, why won't you eat? They're not aware of why Jesus is talking to this woman and they... Not aware of why Jesus is not eating right now. The will of the Father is consuming Jesus. This woman leaves Jesus and she goes back to her town and she tells her people in verse 29. She left her water jar. She had actually come to that area where she met Jesus at a well. She came with the water jar to get water and bring it back. But when she met Jesus, he so filled her and so satisfied her thirst, her longings, she left the jar and went back to the people and said, come see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Could this man be the Christ? Now, this is very interesting because she's telling them there's a man and he's Jewish. Could he be our king? Now, you got to understand these are Samaritans. They worship at different mountains and they think they got a different king. And yet, she says, forget about where he's from. I think this is they're no longer distracted by their differences, by their prejudices, by their fears. They move towards the key issue. Who is this man? Who is he? Do you know why? Why she's captivated by him and and why these people who eventually come and talk to Jesus, according uh, to uh, our later verses, uh, verse 39, we see that they talk to Jesus, and 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 they eventually tell the woman, "We're no longer convinced that he is uh, the Christ because of what you said, but because we've talked to him." You realize what's changed? It's the Spirit that's at work in their hearts. Jesus was filled with with the Spirit without limit, the Bible tells us. And it's the Spirit in Christ that is moving in their hearts. The Spirit is causing the gospel to cross cultural, political, and antagonistic boundaries. Now go back and look at the disciples in verse 31 they're talking about eating and for good reason they were hungry they knew Jesus would be hungry they went away to get something to eat but but Jesus says to them I've got f- meat that you didn't know about i The Lord is pressing on my heart, pressing on my soul so much that he's feeding me and I'm getting hungry for his will. I'm getting excited about where he's leading me. This becomes the priority for my life. This is it. I'm not even thinking about the food. And so Jesus says my food is to do the will of the father he sees what the father was doing in the Samaritans but the disciples cannot you know I'm afraid that we can see people's differences so much that we forget totally what God is doing in this world we can get so consumed with the election and listen I've watched more election this year than I think I have for my whole life my wife kept saying I can't believe you are paying attention to this I don't even watch the news but this thing has caught me but I have had to back up and realize listen there is more at work than the election there is more at work than just the politics there are people who are marching but they're broken there are people who are saying we need a new president or we want to keep our president and you know what their hearts are broken their marriages are torn there's something in them that's broken and they're latching on to all kinds of philosophies and all kinds of things that are distracting them from the key thing in their life and if we are not careful we'll pay attention to your culture we'll pay attention to your accent we'll pay attention to your politics and we will forget the will of the father Jesus says I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it and he says to his disciples I'm not gonna let you do it either we've come to Samaria for a reason and so he says you all have a saying right that it's four months until the harvest well I want you to look out I want you to look out and see that the harvest is white and ready for reaping. I want you to look at people and I want you to realize God is already at work. That God has sovereignly been moving at people and shifting them. That God's spirit is convicting them. And you know, all they need is somebody to come and reap them. All they need, reap them. In other words, take off the corn off the husk and pick the fruit off the tree. That's reaping. All he needs is for someone to just show up and just pick up the fruit because the Spirit has already done the work and sovereignly he's brought somebody else in their life and now he just needs you to clean up. If you can focus on the will of the Father if we can get in tune with the Holy Spirit and forget about ourselves and concentrate on Him and stop being consumed by the world and even worldliness. I'm not going to stop being who I am. I'm a Caribbean American. I'm a black American, I'm I'm an English man, I'm a northerner, I'm a Yankee man, I'm I'm a New York Giants fan. But can I tell you, if that distracts me from my divine mission, woe is me. And church, if we are distracted by these things, woe is bridge of hope church we were created to reach the Samaritans of this world not just people who look like you it's time you start reaching people and inviting them to your heart and inviting them to your home and introducing them to your family and loving them and let your children see that this is your friend this is not just somebody you're you're, you're talking to but this is now your people That we have something more in common than just that we are men and women. We have the kingdom of God in common. And you know what? The kingdom of God matters. Making disciples is my priority, and making disciples of Samaritans people who are different from me, people, people who I may not even know or people I may not be comfortable with or people I may never have talked to. And, and listen, we, we, we've got to recognize Bridge of Hope Church, let all the other churches go crazy. Let all the world be act let your own family act ungodly, not us. Hallelujah. We are God's people. And we must yield to the Holy Spirit. If we are not yielding to the Spirit of God, I'm going to tell you what God's going to do. He'll take His Spirit away. We are called to the Samaritans. This church is called to people who think differently and yes and so this you're going to come to Bridge of Hope Church and you're going to be sitting next to people who politically are in total opposition to you racially totally different from you linguistically totally different from you Uh, different in age and different in so many ways but my God we're going to love like we came from the same womb like we've got the same last name. You know why? Because we got the same father. You know, there's a passage in Philippians 4 and 1, and I love it. I've been meditating on it in my personal devotion, and, and it hit me this week, and it said, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, and listen to this language, joy and my crown. And when he talks about a crown, he's he's alluding to when God comes back and God is going to give us a crown like our inheritance. And he's saying, no, my crown, my great joy, the thing I long to see is God's people from every spirit. Every, from the mountains to the valleys, from the rural to the urban, the white, the black, the Russian, the Spanish, the socialist, and the QAnon. Yes, all kinds of people serving Christ because we recognize the spirit is at work and we're going to join him in loving Samaritans. I, I, I've i got to ask a question. Bridge of Hope, are we going to follow the Holy Spirit and make disciples and love Samaritans? If we're going to do it, I know this, maybe a lot of different people listen to our messages, but I gotta talk to the Bridge Folk family. We're gonna have to grow up. 2 Peter 3 and 18 says but grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grow in his grace have the same grace operating in you that God extended to you when you were low and he bent his knee to pick you up have that grace for people who are broken and fallen mean, ugly, nasty and hateful I don't care what flag? I don't care if they bow their knee at the American flag or they're waving the confederate flag grow up in Jesus Christ and see the bigger picture I know that's hard to say but we've got to mature and you know what that maturing as a believer means? It means that when I'm offended by people in the church I'm not going to I'm I'm, I'm not going to pick up my toys and leave. Now listen Listen. you can go everybody can go and come when they want right but you know what if you're in the body of Christ if we're covenanted to one another eventually we got to say we marry. eventually we got to say God Christ has covenanted us to one another and just like couples we don't always agree we don't always agree, but you know what? It doesn't matter on what we disagree. At the end of the day, we are one, and we're going to love each other in spite of our disagreement. Sometimes we're going to come to a total peace, and other times we're going to just have to, Lord, you're going to have to help me through this one. But you know what I'm not going to do? Is I'm not going to leave my wife because of a disagreement. entertain immaturity because of disagreements and disappointments and hurt. If we're going to fulfill our mission and reach the Samaritans, we're going to intentionally love them, which means commit permanently. Love through disappointments. Proverbs 10 and 12, Proverbs 10 and 12. I love this book of wisdom. It says hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. You know what? The, if I love you, I can forgive you. I can move on. And you know, I'm gonna remember, that person got issues, but that's that's my brother, that's my sister. We don't disagree on everything, but that's that that's mine. Don't that, don't mess with them. Don't mess with them. Bishop Bishop Russell and I, we have have severe disagreements. I love my Giants. He loved those pesky nasty uh, Washington team, whatever they are. And and I got issues with it. But you know what? In spite of all his problems, that's my Bishop. And we're going to have to be filled with Holy Spirit. And we have this is there's no going back on this acts 1 and 8 says you shall receive power after the holy spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses and i know oh what does it mean to be filled with spirit it means god's spirit gives you power to fulfill his mission yes there are there are signs and fruits of his spirit you need to be filled you need to seek his filling And you need to acknowledge that you need strength to walk in his way because you just don't have it and I have to recognize that that I just can't get into the pulpit and just start preaching Lord first of all I can't even get a word I need you to give me a message but I can't preach to your people I need you to help me there's nothing that I don't need help with and I need his power day to day and I'm not going to assume I have it my title don't give it to me my job don't give it to me your perspective of me doesn't give it to me talents and abilities don't do it the Holy Spirit not by might not by power by by the Spirit of the Lord that's how we're going to fulfill this mission and we're gonna to have to seek him and you can't give get the Holy Spirit's power by just singing you can't just get it by just attending you can't get it by just giving you got to seek him and humble yourself and yield yourself to him and say have your way in me I need your power today Holy Spirit Spirit, I'm yours. Fill me up because I can't love them. I can't tell them about you. I can't get over this unless you help me. Spirit of God, Jesus said you would be my helper. Hallelujah. This church needs the Holy Spirit unless we're going to be like everybody else. Unless we're going to just be church folks and just have religion and come in and do an hour of singing or praise God, listen to somebody, give a little tip, an offering, and go home and say we're Christians. I'm a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm in a church with a mission who needs the Holy Spirit that we would go to the Samaritans and do what God wants us to do in this world. And I don't care who they are. I don't care where they are and I don't care what they think about me my granddaddy went to three different churches the first church when he came to the United States was a white church in Michigan that called him a monkey and said you can't worship with us we don't like monkeys or monkey music Went to the second church. It was a black American church. Ironically, it was a church he started. He led people to the Lord. And then they said, you know, you know, we're kind of growing. We're good. Uh, we 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 but we can't have a foreigner over us. Then he moved to Chicago and went to another church and he and his what six or seven kids I'm not sure if all of them were born at that time and they went in this church in Burbank Illinois and you know what happened the neighbors came out and said if we see that mm-mm that in guy and his, and his monkey kids come again we're going to blow up the church you know the man who was behind getting my grandfather kicked out of Michigan he went to that man a funeral where the man was preaching and he said that man preached such a powerful funeral he went to the man and said I want you church called in the power of the gospel to the Samaritans. It's not coincidence that God made us diverse, but we're not as diverse as he wants us. And we're not as diverse in our hearts as he wants us. But you know what? He's going to break our hearts for the will and pleasure of God. And you're going to see his kingdom power poured out like never before. Bridge of Hope, we are called to the Samaritans. We got to go. We got to reject our divisions. We got to yield to the Holy Spirit. And we've got to accept that his will has got to become ours. Would you join me in prayer, Father? I thank you for your people. birthed us at this time in history, such a volatile time, such a a, a rocky time, and yet you called us in Christ for such a time as this. So Holy Spirit, take control of this church and lead us in the way of everlasting life. Empower us in the name of Jesus us and then give us you said blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled fill us with your holiness fill us with your righteousness fill us with your truth fill us with your mercy fill us with your grace fill us with your compassion fill us with your love Holy Spirit hallelujah fill us fill us disenfranchised, the broken, the hurting, the abandoned, those you have set your heart on. In Jesus' name we pray.